it took some time. Like I almost shuttered the business at that point. I mean, that you start questioning yourself, gets retweeted thousands of times. And by the time we got in touch with that individual, the damage is already done. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, you've got with you today the Knucklehead Stephen. And today, we are honored. We've got a very famous person. He's probably going to laugh a little bit when I, uh, when I introduce <laughs> yeah, him that way. See, there it is. There's the laugh. No, we've got, yeah. uh, we've got Hydro Vive. Eric, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you for taking it's some great time. great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric, so introduce yourself just real quick to the Knucklehead audience. One, because... I think with what we were talking about a little bit before we started the recording of your story is you've, you fell into an opportunity where you've leveraged your skill set to create a really impactful product. And a byproduct of that is it's a very, very impactful social movement that you've been able to help a lot of people. However, you didn't just fall into that particular opportunity. You scraped your knee a few times before. So just introduce yourself <laughs> to people. Tell people a little bit about uh, about what you're up to today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, again, I think I'm probably a little bit different than, than a lot of your guests in that I am not a veteran. I am a civilian subject matter expert on Seaburn, and I work very closely with the military, but I myself am a civilian. Yep. So, I mean, going back to 2015, you know, I was developing Seaburn test equipment for DOD and hazmat teams, and I think what people know now as very common, the, the Flint lead crisis, like when, you know, the city messed up the water. That wasn't very well known back in 2015. And basically I was working, teaching classes for EOD and hazmat teams. And I kind of got wind of this and I'm like, hey, I'm a PhD chemist. I can actually solve this. And we can make water filters that are actually made to handle these levels. And we not really interested in making any money off it. So let's just get them to daycares and, and people in Flint and child centric organizations. And that's kind of how the business started. Since then, it's grown into an e-commerce company and we serve the entire country now. So basically what makes our company different is the same approach that we took in Flint, where we saw the high lead levels and we designed a water filter around it. That's the same approach that we take for every single water filter we sell. So if you live in an area that has high levels of arsenic, your filter is going to be able to handle that. So that's kind of where we are now. And uh, fast forward, we just celebrated our four-year birthday and we're rolling. Well, good for you. Well, congratulations on hitting it to year four and wrecking the bell curve that is uh, entrepreneurship where most of us end up end up, uh, end up up out of business in that pre-60-month stage. So I, I appreciate yep. you pivoting. And therefore, that's why we're going to talk a little bit about some of those pivot points, so to speak, here on Knucklehead. So, that's Eric, a good so euphemism we, for getting kicked in the teeth, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just a nice way of saying, oh, gosh, all of this stress and pressure is, is bearing down on you in conjunction with yep. some, of the, uh, some of the battles that you got to fight on the PR front uh, about people yep. who just you don't necessarily know if they're just uninformed or if they're just trying to misinform. But it is yep. a battle that you get to fight. So. Yep. Uh, especially in today's environment, uh, from a social media standpoint, it, can you talk a little bit about not necessarily wanting to, st so let's back up two steps. One, you were a PhD chemist that was working with some of these organizations 
Did you have a dream of starting a business? What, I mean, what was it about that opportunity that, you know, made you go, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and take this to the marketplace and see if we can actually make this a viable business. Sure. So I finished my PhD in 2008, 2009, which I think okay. as we all know, was not a great time to nope. be looking for a job, right? So I was fortunate right. enough to fall into this university spin out startup company. So that was my first job. So it was really, you know, there were five of us just grinding away, trying to make, you know, make ends meet. So it's really all I know is kind of that entrepreneur side of things. You know, I've worked for other startups since then. And, and, you know, I think with Hydraviv, it was really the, my first consumer venture. All my other ventures have been developing technology and selling it to military and firefighters and government. And I think this is Hydraviv. I saw it as an opportunity to take that level of technology and bring it to citizens of the United States. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, those are two distinctly different personas. When you talk about who your, your customer profile is, when you're selling somebody who uses the federal acquisition regulation procurement process, or even just circumventing that a little bit, it's, that's substantially different than trying to get somebody to click buy in an e-commerce platform. So was there how much, of a learning curve? <laughs> <laughs> how much of a learning curve to go through? I mean, how many, how many, honestly, how many months did it take in order for your business to have to go through that, that change? I mean, I'd argue we're still learning. Like I kind of said, you know, where I was coming from is I was teaching classes. So I was, invited by people, military and, and first responders to educate their teams on very serious things, explosives and chemical weapons. So it was kind of this position of authority where, you know, they trust you, like their life depends on it. They trust you. And if you contrast that with the civilian space, particularly e-commerce, anyone that can punch something into Google is a self-appointed expert, Right. So it was one of those things in the early days, and we still see it to some extent, where it's like, they're like, oh, well, I read on this blog from Dr. Avocado that blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? I'm going to lose to this guy? Like, come on now. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a chemist. I'm a PhD. Um, it's a meeting of the minds. You're listening to what they that. Call yeah, you're, Dr. Avocado yeah, you're, and the PhD from, yeah, from it's like, Yeah, it's like, you're listening to that guy. Okay. This is a new position for me. You don't actually care what experts have to say. You're listening to people through social media that pander to what you already believe. And people make a lot of money that way. We just made a choice to kind of take the credible route. Yep. You know, Shark Tank yep. has well, obviously helped us yeah, since then because we, we got a pretty that. good platform. Yeah. So let's take that scenario that we were talking about in terms of all right. So you scrappy startup entrepreneur, it's kind of how you got your training, cut your teeth, uh, running a business that way. Uh, to your point, the economic environment, 2008, 2009, did it lend itself to a very sustainable model. However, you were able to make applesauce out of apples, given that, cur- that set of circumstances. And then, you know, you fast forward to, to pivoting your entire business strategy or entire you know, business development strategy, instead of going and, uh, and creating these you know, these really compelling arguments mired with expert testimonies and case studies that dispel myths and prove viability to all of a sudden now you have a reputation that you got to uphold in the consumer market. Then that pivot, what was it about Shark Tank or or was it the platform that made that compelling or, or was there, you know, something that you were trying to combat on the PR front that you had to kind of give people correct information and you wanted that platform to do it? 
So I, I think this is best described just by an example. Um, okay. In the very early days when Hydraviv was me on my kitchen table donating filters to people in Flint, we had a correspondent from you know the Rachel Maddow show that tweeted that Hydraviv was a fraudulent company trying to make money off people's misery in Flint. You know, I saw that and I was a little bit surprised because we weren't selling filters. We were giving filters. So the only money was moving from my bank account to UPS essentially. Right. Right. And it took some time. Like I almost shuttered the business at that point. I mean, that you start questioning yourself gets retweeted thousands of times. And by the time we got in touch with that individual and said, Hey guys, like this is what the deal is. I got a two word email from him that just said Mia culpa. And he took the tweet down. So like no retraction, no nothing. So the damage is already done. What's going on, Knuckleheads? This is Chris Hoffman, CEO and founder of Vet Training Coaching and the host of the Ambitious Vet Podcast. Now, are you a, a knucklehead veteran out in the trenches right now making a lot of mistakes, trying to get those wins, but are just feeling stopped, stuck in a specific area of life? I want to invite you personally, if you're listening to this, to come join an elite team of ambitious vets in the trenches together with one mission and one mission only, is to uncover the landmines that stop our daily momentum and our consistent results in our life, in any year of life that matter most to us. As Stephen Cullen, the knucklehead himself said, come uncover your performance gaps and execute on what matters most in your life. Spots are limited. If you're interested, the application process is free. Visit vettrainingcoaching.com and I hope to see you soon. Now, since then, you know, we've aired on Shark Tank and we basically made it through Shark Tank unscathed on our credibility. So in front of millions of people, we made it through Shark Tank and at no point did kind of the two people whose persona is to sniff out BS, that being Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary, you know, at no point did they question the core technology. So if that same report were to happen now, we'd be able just to be like, no, that's not true. And, you know, we actually would have kind of a position to, we'd have a base to like push back from. Uh, uh, we didn't sure. have that yeah. in the early days. Yeah. Sure. So when you say the, the, the base to push, to, to push back on, how did you push back on that? I mean, obviously it takes a, a, a gargantuan effort in order to get in touch with the individual responsible for tweeting misinformation, but then what other work did you have to do in order to get to change the narrative, so to speak? We, we got lucky. We, we flat out got lucky. You know, it took a ton of legwork, like you said, just to like push back and even get them to take down that tweet. But we were fortunate enough that the Chicago Tribune ran a story that portrayed us favorably, just saying, look, this is a water filter company donating filters to people in Flint, which is something that isn't really even being talked about right now. So this was, I think, four days after that. Had that not happened, if you would have punched Hydra even to, into Google, it would have been that Twitter post that just says, you know, fraudulent company, beware. Um, and fortunately, yeah. after that, you know, Chicago Tribune kind of like we, we just got lucky. There was no PR activity. There was nothing. It was just dumb luck. Well, and it worked out. It worked out in your favor, yeah. one, because it, it also landed you an opportunity to uh, to go on to Shark Tank. And then you were able to at least agree to a deal on the front end. But let's back up to the time that you were just 
noticing that there was a problem in Flint, right? And so this is not just mm-hmm. a problem that exists there. It's just, it's highlighted there because of the terrible set of circumstances that, you know, that have happened there. There's a lot of cities here in the country that probably have less than stellar water, you know, water levels. And everybody wants to believe that that we're drinking safe water. And a lot of times we, we're going to be okay. However, there's probably a need, you could probably make the case that everybody could could upgrade their their piping system, right? Or, or upgrade their filtration system to, to reduce all those levels nationwide. But let's talk about you coming up with the customized filtration model. Was it just because you had a skill set there or, or because you, you felt like, you know what, we can actually develop it? No, it was, it was far less glamorous than kind of that hero story. Like literally I was angry about what was happening in Flint. And uh, so I was donating filters out of my kitchen. Problem with that is I'm not a wealthy man. So you run out of money pretty quickly. So I was walking around neighborhoods in DC. I live, you know, I live in Washington, DC when I was out walking a dog, putting out flyers, talking about this, trying to get people to like donate to my, you know, I set up a GoFundMe that got shut down because GoFundMe thought that they hadn't heard of the Flint lead disaster. So they, you know, that's another story. But basically what happened was they're like, oh, you're making custom filters to Flint. Like there were people out in their, you know, front yards or whatever being like, oh, you're making custom filters for Flint. Could you make a custom filter for DC? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, well, I'd buy that. They're like, could you make one for Chicago? Because that's, you know, in D.C., no one's actually from D.C. Everyone's from somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, I got right. family back in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, too. It was the most organic growth you can have is literally like I remember the promo codes that we we're putting out there. It was like promo code dog walk. You know, it's like I met someone who was out walking the dog. <laughs> it was promo code dog walk is what we gave them. And talk about like a grassroots bottom up. You know, we had no investment. It was just my money, totally bootstrapped and walking literally door to door. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, the message, the message of clean water is is one that you know we've had uh, we've had guests on our podcast before that they want their their mission essentially their core mission was to bring clean water to the entire country yep. in the continent of Africa, and mm-hmm. um, the undertaking that's there just the, from an infrastructure standpoint to be able to oh, filter huge. out. Yeah, it's honestly. Until you talk to somebody who's got some experience with it, to come up with the context, it's it's next to impossible. So it's it's crazy to to think, yeah, as a business owner, I think I'm going to go tackle this particular problem, right? It's 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 almost runs counter to a thought process of once you carve out a problem that you you have the ability to solve on a small scale and then grow from there. And it's like, right, you just decided to solve this gigantic problem that exists on a global scale and. I hope that, you know, hope that you can, can produce some really, really tangible results from people. So, or for people. So I'm curious, what, I mean, what kind of feedback have you received? Not just since the show, but, you know, since you've, uh, since you've created this product and, and are making it custom to these particular major metropolitan areas, I'm, I'm interested to hear what kind of feedback you've been able to get. Overwhelmingly unanimous. I mean, if you look at our, we put our ugly reviews on our site too. So we don't screen our reviews. Yeah. So it's, it's the type of thing where we made a choice as a company to really over deliver. So with every filter we sell, we actually put a customized report that a person with a master's degree types up and tells them about their water and how we solved it. And if you contrast that with, you know, rolling into a big box store and 
grabbing something off the shelf that you don't know if it actually works. We're forming that human connection, you know, like it's signed in ink. You know, it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's very manual. Yeah. So our customers love us. If you look at our referrals, you know, that's the ultimate thing. It's like, oh, I love it so much. I'm going to tell my parents about it or I'm going to tell my sister about it or whatever. So that's really what we pride ourselves on is really forming that relationship with people. We're not an e-commerce company. We're water experts that got your back. You know, that's kind of the approach that we take to it. And, and it's caught on, especially when people leave us for whatever reason, they see the alternative and they always come back. So it's, it's pretty straightforward. Putting something where you have a question mark inside your body is not, it's not necessarily a, a great game plan when you're trying to accomplish something like health and provide safe water for your family. And it shouldn't be a, shouldn't really be a question mark when you're out there. So it's, it's great that there's businesses like yours that are out there fighting that cause, so to speak. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate the fact that you, you put your negative reviews out there because you want people to know the truth. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily want to hear a controlled narrative. That's, you know, that's, no. that's that makes sense. Well, and I think another thing just to kind of point out is we would make a lot more money if we kind of stay in the flames of people's anxiety. If we're not right for someone, we tell them. Like if someone, you know, sends us a test report from their well and their well looks great, we're like, hey, just you don't need us, like move on. So some of our reviews are actually from people that didn't purchase our product. They're like, yeah, the guy that answered the phone actually told us that they didn't need it, that we didn't need it. So you know, we really do pride ourselves on credibility. We don't have anyone in the building that's on commission. So there are no incentives in place to lie to people. There are enough real problems with water quality that you don't need to go making stuff up. And, you know, we, we reinforce that internally as well, especially now that we have a larger kind of platform. People really are looking to us for the truth. And there are others that choose not to make that decision. Well, it sounds like what you've decided to do is you've made a, a strategic decision, not just as a business, but as an entrepreneur to, to stand by your principles, right? And then, first of all, they're, yep. they're clear to you on what they are, honesty, yep. integrity, and, and uh, I don't want to say transparency because they're, they're, there's probably idiosyncrasies associated with that type of product that you can break down at the molecular level or even at the chemical level and you're just you want to try to explain it in layman's terms, what yeah. somebody's getting. So I'm sure, I'm sure that there's, you can't really say 100% transparency, but about as close to close to you as you can possibly get. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're a lot more transparent than I think people are expecting. Like they're kind of like, I can't believe you just told me how to make a filter that I, so I wouldn't need to buy it. And our response to that is go try and do it. Like it's not going to work for you. You know, we, uh, we, yeah. this is what we do. You know, I do, I do, I do know that. So that's, yeah. that's great. So how can people, how can people find you? So that's, that's what I'm curious about. We'll put a bow on this, but I'm interested. Sure. How, how do people, how do people find Hydro V? How, how can they go and, and support your cause or can they buy a, a, a bunch of them and, and distribute it out to, you know, local children, childcare places? Like what, what, what do people need to do if they hear this? And absolutely and the next step that they do is something that helps you out. So what is it that, what is it that happens? We're an online business. So, I mean, if you go to hydrovive.com, that's H-Y-D-R-O, Victor India, Victor.com. That's kind of our home. There you'll find our products. If you are interested in doing what you're talking about, which is kind of spreading good, reach out to us directly at hello at hydrovive.com. We don't profit off charitable efforts. Like that's just, 
kind of one of those core principles. Like we will sell you those products at our cost to build them. And if you're giving them to schools or whatever, like good on you. You also on that website find links to kind of our featured charitable efforts. Like right now there's kind of a Flint 2.0 happening in Newark, New Jersey. That's starting to get a little bit of press. And unfortunately, same thing in Flint, you know, the water filters that they're kind of handing out type stuff you buy at Walmart, they're failing in the field because, you know, a $20 thing shouldn't be a huge surprise. It's not that effective, right? So you can, you know, if you go to hydroeve.com, you can purchase our products for your home. Or if you're interested in checking out our charitable efforts, there's links to that as well. Very good. All right. And as far as social media channels, do you have any that you, that you put information out there or release case studies or reports about the effectiveness? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we do social media a little bit differently. So our Twitter handle is at hydrovive underscore H2O. What we do with Twitter is we kind of like, that's kind of our water quality alerts station. You know, we don't talk a ton about our company there. If you go to our Instagram again, that's hydrovive underscore H2O. That's kind of a behind the scenes you know, that's where we pull back the curtain, let you see kind of behind the scenes of a rapidly growing Shark Tank alum, essentially. Facebook, we, we try to respect people's news feeds. You know, Facebook is a place for you and your friends, so we don't do a ton on Facebook. But our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash TV. And again, that's a place where you can really kind of get a good feel for what we're about. Uh, you know, we affectionately call ourselves Water Nerds. And uh, there's a lot of information there. So, I mean, we'll, we'll show you how to buy a competitor's water filter on there. That's a, a kind of a how to, you know, YouTube is our, inf- our main information channel. So you should check that I like out. Yep. I like it. Well, you, you told them exactly how to get in touch with you, told them exactly how to support your business, but then also how they can support the cause, right? And they can go get informed uh, about the process too. So yeah, one last us. thing. I mean, that I think is, is probably pretty important to your audience. A lot of military guys, there's, I'd encourage anyone who lives on base where they do firefighting testing, anyone that's drinking the groundwater from there to punch PFAS into Google. It's kind of this unregulated emerging contaminant that I think is going to be disproportionately impacting members of the military that live close to or on base. And that's uh, basically, it's a, it's a new category of chemicals that it's been used in firefighting foam. Turns out it's really toxic. You know, don't, don't take our word for it. Check it out. New York Times, everyone's covering it now. I think it's really important that your audience checks that out. So PFAS, per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Thank you for the yeah. acronym. <laughs> for those who are listening, myself included, I'll have to go back and re-listen to make sure I spell that the right way. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Check it out. There's a boatload of folks that are all over the world that, that listen to this particular show that are connected to either a military base or, or close to it anyway. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate that uh, at least heads up. And you can plug yeah. into his social media channels too if, if there's developing uh, information uh, about that particular contaminant and what to do next. Something tells me that Eric yes, game plan on how to combat that. So yep. Eric, I appreciate you taking some time. With that, we are wrapped. Anything, any last things that you want to leave these folks with or are you good? I'm good. I just appreciate being a part of this. Thank you. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, put himself out there in a lot of ways, not just as an entrepreneur, but also as somebody who's a kind of a, a change catalyst. 
Uh, and that's what we appreciate about stories like Eric is that they're willing to tell you about the dirty laundry, so to speak, that exists with going out there and, and fighting a worthy fight. And that's what Knucklehead is. So those stories that are near and dear to your heart that you feel as if somebody's willing to share authentically about how that failure has impact their success, we'd be happy to talk to them. So feel free to get in touch with us. All our social media channels are Knucklehead Podcast. So we have Knucklehead Promotions over on LinkedIn and on Facebook too. So you're welcome to get in touch with us there. Let us know about your stories. we got a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And we appreciate folks like Eric who are willing to be transparent. They're not a beta about the process. They're, they are willing to go out there and, and screw up and get uh, their nose bloodied and knees scraped. Uh, so you can learn from their mistakes, right? Because everybody, as we continue to move forward in this process and get better at what it is that we do, realize that you know, we're not going to do it perfectly the first time. We're not going to do it perfectly the 10th time. But as you iteratively get better, you actually, rising tide raises all ships. So long as you're willing to go out there and share those stories and get you some wins. So, Eric, with that, we are done. We appreciate you guys. Have a good day, guys. Talk to you later.